Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the What If Project podcast. I am your co-host, Rain. And I am your other co-host, Tracy. Mm. And we are embarking on a new business experiment called the What If Project. This venture is very literally a learn-as-we-go extravaganza hosted by me and my lovely bright-eyed friend, Tracy, who has already ID'd herself. <laughs> Our plan is to test out different kinds of passive income streams and dreams. What we're going to do is we are going to try to sniff out the best practices for those passive income ideas that we select as our experiment. We are going to attempt to optimize all of the processes associated along the way that will include, hopefully at some point, doing interviews and learning from the people who have come before us as we are not necessarily trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to make the wheel our own. And along the way, we will tell you all about it in fun and hopefully motivating ways. So if you're interested in this crazy adventure, then we certainly invite you to follow along on our Facebook page, our Instagram, both of which are the What If Project One in both locations. You can find us there and our weekly podcast, which you are listening to right now. So welcome and thank you very much for being with us today. Woohoo! Episode two. I'm excited. Yay. I'm excited too. But we did do some re-listening of our episode one from last week. And we, in true Rain and Tracy fashion, have decided it's time to switch it up already. <laughs> so, so Tracy had a really wonderful idea of formatting it to mimic a science experiment. Tracy, tell us all about it. Let, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> so one of our recurring themes is the trusty old trapper keeper which you would have broken out during lab class at some point in time in your past, I hope, if you're anywhere near our age of demographic anyway. <laughs> and because we are really looking at this as an experiment, I said, well, why not use the a scientific method and how we used to record lab notes back in the day. So part of the experiment will be experimenting with just this idea. And it may or may not work. I'm not, we're not really sure yet, but we're going to give it a try. <laughs> Only because we wanted a fun and collective way to organize each podcast, not just create a list of things that we need to go down and talk about each time. So instead, this will be a format and we'll try it a couple of times to see if it works. Um, if it doesn't, we'll try something else. But if you remember from science class or maybe even from a, a college lab class, there are several pieces of that scientific method. And there's always an objective. You talk about the participants in the lab experiment. You have your experimental details and what the variable is. There's discussion, your summary, a resource list, you know, and each one's a little bit different, probably by the professor itself. So we've just decided we'll label our discussion in that range. And so the very first thing, just to start off, we're just going to talk about our objective. And one of the things that Rain and I really wanted to talk about today was the why, the true objective, the overarching objectives for ourselves for this project and why we're actually here. Yes. Absolutely. Tracy is looking at me through the camera. So I feel like that is my cue to, to hop in. Actually, I was um, looking at her blanket that she has draped across her lap with the kitty cats on it. Oh, kitty cat popsicles and ice creams. Cat cupcakes and candy. And yeah, this is not 
actually my blanket, but I do use it a lot. <laughs> For those of you who know me personally, I bet you can guess whose blanket this actually is. I have a great guess. <laughs> yes. Tracy, I love this idea of giving our podcast some kind of structure, which will keep us hopefully on track because last time I think we did really go hard on the word vomit for our tech details because that's yeah. what we were immersed in, but it was a little bit too much. So I love the idea of really formulating it, giving it a flow, making sure that we hit all the sort of hot spots without getting too obsessive about one or the other. We're talking about what our why is. Personally, for me, I've thought about this a lot today on and off because I knew that we were going to be talking about it when we first started talking about this seriously. My primary objective, which it still is my why, is I just want to have fun creatively. We both, we've said before, we both have a job that we love, but it's more of a grind and I don't want another grind. We are creatives, as you have also said. And so I just wanted to do something that was going to be a lot of fun. I love learning. I'm a lifelong learner, as are you. So I really wanted to do something that would be challenging. And I love the podcast space. I like the digital selling space. I like the social media space. I really do. It's a lot of fun. And so I thought, okay, wouldn't it be fun to get involved in that and get good at that? And of course, you are a professional in that sphere. So I'm excited about learning from you. And then basically just while we're doing it, hopefully motivate some people, inspire some people along the way, hopefully not scare them off. I don't know. I guess <laughs> we'll see how it works. I am serious too, which I don't think I have said even to you yet, but I want to build a business. I do. I want the satisfaction. I want the challenge. I want the reward and the consequence. I really want to get in and I want to build this business. And so that's kind of me. What about you? So it's funny that you said that about the realization that you really want to build a business. I was actually listening to a Facebook live earlier today while I was working and the host, which is actually somebody that I followed for a really long time. And I've been a little disgruntled with her recently because she's shutting down a Facebook group that's been running for years and years because mm -hmm. she's pursuing other endeavors. So I've been a little ticked off. I'm like, why would you do that? But at the same time, that wasn't really cool of me because she's working on pursuing other things and that space is not helping support her end goals. And so she's turning that a Facebook group over to some other admins and leaving it active, which I do appreciate that. But anyway, so at the same time, then she launched this five day, you know, join me boot camp kind of thing. So I listened in today to the live and she's she one of her questions was what beliefs are holding you back? And I really, you know, thought about it for just a few minutes. And the same kind of thing that there is with consistent effort that isn't going to leave you drained, overwhelmed, burnout, and broke, there is a way to build a business because I see it in other people. I see it in this person that I was just listening to their alive. They've built amazing, successful businesses that are not only supporting them and their family, that uh, I believe working towards having freedom, meaning you don't have to be locked down to a computer eight to 10 hours a day, which is definitely one of my whys. But then creating a space where you can really encourage and motivate and teach others to pursue the same kind of lifestyle. And that mm -hmm. is so important to me. And I feel like if that element wasn't built in or a baked in piece of the what if project, it wouldn't be as exciting to me. If it was just about Tracy or just about Tracy and Rain trying to create a passive income strategy, 
and there wasn't the element of building a community and having a space where women can come together to get motivated, encouraged, educated, to ask the tough questions, to wade through those waters together, to figure out the tech stuff together. If that wasn't part of it, I don't think I would be as excited. So that's a big why for me. And then when it circles back to the belief, like what beliefs are holding you back, I think that there are times that the belief system tries to set in. There's already so many people doing something similar, but I believe that just even through the conversations that we've had with each other and then the few women that we have talked to in different spaces, they continually are like, oh my gosh, this is missing. This The, the part of community and the, the, the part about demonstrating the process of getting from point A to point B, which is what we're working on, is something that's really missing from the space of uh, women for women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So, so I I think I answered the question. You did. And I I am going to piggyback off of you a little bit and say, you're right. So one of the things that we have talked about together is you get this view of look at me, I've already done it, do it my way. Or there is also a whole space of people who are just teaching you how to crank it out and get it done. But there's not like that combination of, I'm doing it because I really wanna do it. We're passionate about building it the way that we wanna build it. We're passionate about sharing it with each other. We're passionate about sharing it with other people. We wanna keep it fun. Like we're trying really hard to find that balance of keeping it enjoyable, but making it a viable lifestyle eventually for ourselves too, which I think that is the challenge that is so interesting to me because the experiments are going to be what they are. And it's not as if making digital products is, I mean, maybe it'll change the world. I hope it'll change the world, but it's, I don't feel like I'm curing cancer or anything, but I do think it'll be fun. And I think just the process of going through it and working together the way that we plan to work together, there is such a special dynamic between you and I, when we start firing on all cylinders and our creative brains are going, I'm excited to see where it takes us. Great. I absolutely want to change the world. I've been working on it since I was like seven. (laughs) I'm still working on it, but this project where the goal is to try to get to a passive income stream through various different products, the digital products. I feel like we're going to experiment with all kinds of different income streams, including Mm -hmm. the podcast itself. Mm -hmm. And then what I'm looking for is the freedom to be able to travel, to go do mission work, to be able to to go and, and take what I've learned and teach it to other people in other spaces, whether that's this or other things that I might know about help other people in in other countries. Ray knows I was a missionary for several years and my heart is still there and be able to do like income generating projects and help people get, you know, into a space where they are able to support themselves. And that might not be a digital product. It may be sewing, but we're able to be able to support that and do microloans and all kinds of fun little things to be able to watch people get their business launched off the ground. And that's why even if you're not super interested in, in doing printables, which is our first experiment, and we'll talk about that later on, it might be something a bit different, but I believe there is a space here for everyone who's getting started as they try to launch into the entrepreneurial space as a female and who is looking to maybe either build in passive income strategies or that is the only income at all is is passive. I think it's for a lot of women in different scopes and different spaces. 
Well, Tracy, I'm looking forward to watching you travel and listening to whatever it is you're doing from behind the walls of my compound, because that's my goal. Like you are going to go in the world and I'm going to like hunker and bury into the ground where I am, <laughs> but that's okay. As okay, long as so you save, I save, a, save a space for me back at the compound. I will. You always have space in my compound for sure. I will need you. Okay, my friend. So I think that was a pretty decent overview, I think, of us. Yes. I do think it's a great overview. And before we move on any further, I did want to just give like a, a word of encouragement out of something that I feel like something that could have been discouraging to me over the last week or so. So here's the deal. At some point of time, when you are venturing into something new, there are going to be people in your life that may not understand what you're doing. They might not get it. They may not identify with it. They may think you are crazy. They might not understand why you're trying to work away from a perfectly good job that pays the bills and gives you insurance. There is the very big likelihood that you're going to run into a situation where you are not going to receive necessarily the support that you were hoping for from certain individuals or groups of people. And I just want to give a word of encouragement from the onset that A, those times will likely come, but B, you don't have to let it get you down. I think it's okay to feel the feelings. So I had a situation this past week where I did feel that way. I was a little bummed, didn't feel like people were being excited with me and it was a little bit disappointing, but you know what, that's okay. Not everybody has to be excited. Not everybody has to get it and maybe they will get it later and that's okay too. But the really important thing is to continue believing in yourself and if you let other people's actions or thoughts or ideas be the thing that pulls you back away from going after your dream, going after your goal. That's something you're probably going to need to work on because it's at the end of the day, it's about you and it's about you making those consistent baby steps towards your goal in a way that fits you and your lifestyle and can make that makes the most sense for you. And when and if that happens, I want to say that you have a place to go. And it's called the Facebook page and the Instagram <laughs> account for the what if. And <laughs> you can drop a, a DM or a message or a comment at any point in time. And Rain and I will be there to say, keep your chin up, go and find that quote. Anything on there, it's because it has spoken to us in our hearts. And that's why we shared it, whether it's a quote or a quick video or whatever it happens to be. It's because we're living it right now and we're walking through that. So just want to say, Stay encouraged. Don't let it get you down. And if it does, don't let it keep you down. Just come and get some support and encouragement where you can find that positivity and people who are genuinely going to celebrate your successes with you and uh, be there to lift up your chin when you don't feel like you've been successful. Yes, that's a great point to make, Tracy. And I would say I love that you're moving us around to the Facebook group because I did personally go on our Facebook. We have a group and for our challenge and I was feeling a little discouraged and the community that we've started building already has been very supportive. I was disappointed that I hadn't I hadn't reached a goal that I had set for myself and I am trying to be honest about that. And of course you saw it and you were encouraging to me. And speaking of encouragement, can I just say, we literally just went public, like public, public 
And by public, public, I mean, we shared it on our own <laughs> Facebook profile pages yesterday. And I, I have been really touched by how many people have responded immediately and are sharing our information for us. And I've been getting text messages today of people just saying, this is so cool. I love the idea. Good luck. I'm excited for you guys. And that has really meant a lot to me. Have you had that same experience? So I was really excited to share our our social media channels on my personal spaces and i have been i haven't got any text messages so i'm a little bit jealous that i haven't got a text message so somebody <laughs> i've been texting i've been you, texting you all day you, you have texted me today <laughs> so i yes you count thank um, you but thank you. i i have definitely gotten a lot of response and people saying that they're excited i love this um excited to follow along great idea so that's been really encouraging um, to me and just being able to see everybody join in and fill that space and, and, and know this is just the beginning. Yes. It's just the beginning. So you were excited about sharing on yours. I was a little nervous. I really was. I texted Tracy last night because basically my unlimited plan is devoted solely to her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was a little nervous. It took me a little while to put together the words I wanted to use and put it out there. And I don't know why. I mean, I guess it was there was a, a real feeling of vulnerability about it. I'm a fairly guarded person. I try to be honest, but I'm pretty selective about the people that I'm honest with and who I share any kind of news, my good news, my bad news. And so I was really actually nervous about it is the truth. Like, I'm glad I did it because I've it's been a lot of support. And like you said, I'm sure there are people that are probably like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? And, you know, you said earlier it's a saturated space, but not the way it's not, we haven't been there yet. You can always contribute regardless. And I think if you go in the way that we're going in with enthusiasm and focused on the sorts of values that we're focused on and doing it for the reasons that we're doing it, I think that you can still build good things. You can still build wonderful things, important things, valuable things, even if you're walking into a space where, there are, where the room is already crowded. Don't let that be a deterrent. Absolutely. I recognize after many experiences and failures to launch that oftentimes that voice that's discouraging internally is just my ego talking because my ego mm -hmm. doesn't want to fail it wants you to throttle back so you don't look bad so you don't uh, fail all of those things where that's just not how it really is and there uh, to this point there has not been a Rain and a Tracy out there doing this particular thing together. So it is brand new. And yes. whatever you're working on, but you haven't done it. If you have done it, perhaps you haven't done it the way you're attempting to do it right now. So it is a new space. It's a new season. It's a new time. It's a new thing. And yeah, there's room for everybody at the table. Yes. And I'm a total firm believer in that saying that everything that you have been through has like put you in the place that you are today and was worth it. And I'm sure that's a really horrible paraphrasing of whatever that that saying actually is. But I do believe it. Is it like uh, the song like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Yes. Would you like to sing that for us? I would I would not. I thought about it, <laughs> it but then I, I was like, it's probably my ego talking. You don't want to do that. You really don't. We can always edit it out. I'm not saying that I would edit something that special out, but <laughs> I'm saying it could be done for the right price. 
So moving forward, we have done our intro and we've talked about our objectives and we've given you an idea of the participants in this experiment. Next are our experimental details. And we have decided that we're going to break those out. This is the more technical, literally technical part of the podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about where we are as far as our business development goals and where we are with the technology that we've chosen to support us. Take it away, Tracy. Sure. So I, th I think it's just at the top of this segment, important to go back over maybe why we're presenting this to you and just remind if you're a fresh listener, the reason yes. why we're going over these details is because we're literally giving you the play by play of how we're putting this business together. Yes, so we do not have it all figured out. We do not have a fully you know, like 10 page business plan developed. Our plan <laughs> is to figure it out as we go. Like that is part of the plan. Yes. And the part of the plan is to share that information with you lovely ladies so that in the event that you want to create something similar, you have the details, the good, the bad and the messy is what we're calling it. Mm -hmm. So that is where this comes in. Now, I don't get super excited about talking about a lot of tech, like some of it, I'm going to be a little bit excited about some of it. I'm not. There's some nitty gritty details when you're first starting a business that to me aren't super exciting and yet they are vital, right? They're, they're super important. So that's why we're sharing this information with you is so that you have it. It's fresh in your hot little hands and you can do with it what you will. Let me jump in really quick, Tracy, and just say, and part of the reason I think why we're, we're, we are being super conscientious about this is because as creative people, this is all the stuff that's really the really brand new stuff to us, right? This is where our steepest learning curves are. Getting in, we'll talk about it later, but doing like the printables. I feel like the actual passive income streams that we end up choosing are going to be super well suited to the skill sets that we're bringing forward anyway, because that's part of enjoying what we're doing. But because we're also trying to establish this as a real business vehicle, we've got to figure out all the support systems too. And the support systems are where it really is very technical, very dry. Tracy and I look at each other and say, do you know what this means? No, I don't know what this means. Awesome. So we're in it together. Let's just make a choice and see what happens. So I just wanted to put that out there too, Tracy. Go ahead. Yep. So this past week, we went through some exercises in that technical space and, and kind of the biz development side. And I think we just wanted to give you all a recap of where we were on that. We brought you completely up to speed in episode one, which is why it's a little bit longish. And I'm really long-winded too. Might be the other problem with that. I'm working on it. <laughs> but we so we just want to make sure that every week we're giving you an update on, on where we are. And one of the things we want to talk about right off the bat is a, a product that we have found that we're using I think we mentioned it last week, but that's Captivate. And Rain was the one who really dove deep in with the Captivate platform and got our podcast from the recorded version all the way to launched live. So she's gonna have to talk to you about that. That was in the space that I was on vacation and she took the ball and dribbled that ball all the way down the court and did a slam dunk and, and <laughs> i am so thankful like beyond words thankful rain tell us about captivate and then where we're going from there with captivate sure i i appreciate your characterization of my level of skill on that because it was not yeah it was it took a little while captivate we did decide to choose eight she says it took a little while but when 
it, it did, but this is while she's still working her full-time job. Yes. She's still running her kids to soccer, doing yes. life, doing home, all of that stuff. And this was literally like in the last week and a half, Max, that you've done all this. So it, yes, she has devoted hours and hours to it, but it didn't take six months. No, it didn't take six months. In fact, really, literally, we are 10 days from when we published the first episode, which is episode zero, because in Rain and Tracy style, <laughs> our first episode is episode zero, and our second episode is episode one, because we feel like that's the easiest way to keep track of things. <laughs> why yes, not? Why not? Why not? What if we completely dismantled the numbering system? Yeah, it, I say it took a little while because I thought I was accomplishing certain things, and I didn't realize that there were some intermediary steps. And that was, it, it really was entirely on my, my end, because Captivate does have now that I've been in it a lot more, they really do have a pretty robust like learning lab with a lot of videos and stuff and it. Their questions, their search function, if I have questions and whatnot, that's easy to use. I have had an opportunity to do some IM chatting with their support. I will say that is a little odd because the way that they have it set up is you're like, don't even expect to get somebody right away. They say maybe within an hour or whatnot, but they do a good job of recording everything all of those chats are easy to find again and they actually sent me an email or us they sent an email i guess just record it was basically word for word what and we had discussed and gotten through so just be i should have probably said this at the very beginning because i don't want to assume that someone's jumping in and automatically knows what captivate is because i certainly did not know two weeks ago and correct me if i say this wrong but captivate is our podcast hosting platform yes so this is where we are keeping all of our files it's how we're distributing all of our files it's where our library is it's all of our support stuff that actually has to do with the audio that we're creating for our podcast is living over there at captivate and the reason why we went with captivate again is because it is it's designed for new and growing podcasts which is what we are you know, and after I've been in there a, a little while over the last couple of weeks, I've really enjoyed it. So Captivate has a great content management system. It's easy. There's a whole, there's like a menu down the left-hand side and basically everything you'll need is over there. So once we get the audio recorded and once we get it sort of processed into an MP3 form to get it into Captivate, then we just drag it and drop it in there. From that point, we can, we put all of our show notes in place. We can add a transcript if we want to, we can schedule the release and all of that. So when I first did our first episode zero, I published it, I did, I went through all of this stuff and I published it and I thought that's all that I needed to do. But what I actually still needed to do was distribute it. So we've got our podcast host set up, but I had to actually hook our host, our podcast, RSS, the feed had to be distributed to Apple and Spotify and Audible and all of that. So I did, it took me a couple of days to realize that I hadn't accomplished that step. And it was only because I didn't make the notes that I should have made and do the steps that I should have done. But it really was really a one click for most of them. There were Apple, we had to actually go to Apple and set up an Apple ID. And I had to promise them that if I ever had more children, they'd get like first dibs and all of that stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> all of these external like podcasts, Spotify has their own sort of podcasters portal and Apple has their own podcasters portal. But what's nice about Captivate is Captivate aggregates all of those details. And so when I first log in, the first thing I see is my dashboard. 
and it'll tell me how many unique listeners I've had today, how many over the course of the week, over the course of the month, over the course of the year, and then it will break down a lot of the analytics. So they have good analytics built in, which is what we were looking for. So I don't have to go to Apple and Spotify and Amazon because Captivate does all that for me. So I can actually go in and I can see, okay, I've had this many people come to me through Apple Podcast and most of those are mobile users or some of that. And right now, some of those details are interesting, but we don't really have a way to capitalize on them. Although I'm sure at some point we will. They have a lot of like building tools, right? So they have stuff that can help us when we are ready to start supporting our audience in different ways. If we start looking for sponsorships or we're going to have guests or interviews, they have like booking tools and calendar tools and all that stuff. Just that'll help us make our podcasting life easier. And then they actually have even more. They've got like, you can design a podcast network or something. I haven't even clicked any of those buttons because I don't need to know about any of that yet. But yes, Captivate has been a great tool so far. And I think it's going to grow well with us. And I think it's going to do what we need it to do for a very long time. And and didn't you say that with the you had to create an Amazon ID and then sign some kind of like pod, podcaster agreement or something to that effect? S so with Amazon, no. So Amazon was one that it was billed as a one-click thing, and that was true, but I had to sign an Amazon podcasters agreement. And it was basically just, you have the rights to do this. You're not distributing someone else's work. Don't be a jerk. It was just them covering their tails to make sure that we weren't plagiarizing. Now, so Google did have, I had to go to the Google podcaster thing. And that was a little weird too, because I Captivate had pushed our RSS to Google. So Google knew about us and it knew what to expect, but in order to actually get into the podcasters portal for them, I had to give it an RSS feed, which Captivate gives you, but Google accepted the automatic push from Captivate. And that auto push was a little bit different than the one that they give me to copy and paste into say Facebook. So when I went to claim our podcast over there, I put in the RSS feed that Captivate gave me like to, to distribute and it said, this podcast is associated with a different RSS feed. Are you okay with that? And it took me a couple of days to work up the courage to say yes and see what happens. And it was still us because then when I said yes, it did populate our cover art and all that. And, but I didn't know what was gonna happen if I said yes. So <laughs> I had said, so I said no for a couple of days because I was cowardly that way. But yeah, and then and I'm wondering if that's also because I told you we had a little bit of an issue with Spotify getting it everything synced up. And I'm almost wondering if that's what happened with that too, because there is another the what if project podcast running around out there. And he's over 100 episodes in. So he's been really consistent and doing all of that stuff. So I wonder, I, at first I thought maybe it's because Spotify already has this other The What If Project podcast running, but I almost think it's the same thing now that what happened with Google was it had the auto push from Captivate. And then when I went in to, to claim it, it, there was just some confusion there because when I reached out to Spotify, their customer service was super easy to work with. And within an hour, she had she had us associated with our email address and all that stuff working. So there were a couple little hiccups, but really overall going through Captivate, I did have to go a couple different places and work out some kinks, but they were pretty minor, I would say, as opposed to me trying to do all of that manually one at a time. Okay, so we talked about Captivate as our podcast hosting platform. Mm -hmm. But one of the issues that you told me about that you had run into and you were hoping to find an alternative for was mm -hmm. 
when we recorded episode one in Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, which is where we're recording this episode two as well, you had to yes. use a converter tool because Zoom spits it, the, the audio file is an uh, M4A file, and you had to have yes. an MP3 to get into Audacity. Is that correct? Correct. So no, technically Audacity will accept other audio file formats, but it requires a plugin that I just didn't download into mine, which is why I used Cloud Convert to go from, because you took the Zoom file, you put it in our Google Drive. I took it from the Google Drive, ran it through Cloud Convert to change it from the M4A into the MP3. And then I took that MP3 into Audacity where we edited it and then we exported it again as an mp3 which that we could just drag and drop straight into captivate so if you followed all of that which i would have been lost like 16 seconds ago (laughs) but i only i'm following along because i have it written down i wrote it down over the weekend but Mm -hmm. rain was like we got to streamline this process and she found a tool called and I'm, I re- I'm remembering it now after I've said it several times, Descript. It was really hard for me to remember it at first for some reason. And we looked at that on Saturday and Rain's had an opportunity to play in there since then. Do we want to go over some of the details about Descript? We can if you want to. I would say right now we're still on the very front end of our learning curve. I, I have had a chance to play with it a little bit. We took just some test audio while we were working together over the weekend and there are a lot of great tools it's going to totally streamline our process it's going to do some ai transcription the editing is amazing because they actually have the they'll have the transcript then synced with your sound and so i can read on the screen and when i say like 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 which i tend to do i can see it in the transcript itself and i can cut that word out of the transcript and it mimics it in the audio so i don't have to listen to the audio and look at all the sound waves and try to find exactly where the ideal cut points are and all that so it's going to be it's going to be much easier but we are having a little bit of struggle so far so descript is primarily more of a an apple mac designed product so i'm on a windows tracy's on a mac So there were some features we're recording in two different places, and there should be a way that we can record my audio through my computer or through my headphones and my microphone input and also get Tracy's audio through the computer or vice versa, depending on who's running the recording. I have to download another third party app or something in order to make it work on Windows. And Tracy tried to do it on the app on her Mac earlier today. And there was also something going on with that. So we're we are having some growing pains trying to get it to work. But I think once we get it working, once we just iron out those sorts of details, then it's going to really make a difference. Yeah, I think once we have the details ironed out, it's going to be um, a time saver and just ease of use is going to be a little bit easier in a few less steps. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we've done for today is we're still recording in Zoom only, Mm -hmm. and then we will grab that file and then that file will automatically go into Descript and then any editing will happen there and it should be able to push out from there as the mp3 and go straight over to captivate for us to get uploaded onto the internet and web podcasting world we did make the decision after we watched a few videos and did a little web surfing about descript 
did decide to go with a paid subscription. They did have a free version, but mm-hmm. we just, again, we decided this is one of those things that we looked at it by the, by, by cost and then how many podcasts we thought we might run through it each month and decided the few dollars that it would take to pay for each of those episodes was worth our time, getting our time back and not mm-hmm. having to struggle through those. And so we did do the paid, which I do not remember the cost of that now because it's I've slept a few times since then and I don't have a right So now. I think it was $24 a month if we paid annually, which we decided to do. So it was $208, I think, if my math is right. But I think the other thing too, Tracy, is I once we get a feel for this software, I think this is going to be a lot of fun too, because there's a lot of like screen recording options that are really neat. And we have some ideas of how we might use that in the business moving forward. And it's just, it's really set up to do a lot of digital content that we are either on the cusp of getting ready to start doing, or we have some plans for. We do have two or three plans for our business that we know that we want to do as a passive income stream, but we're not ready to execute them yet. There aren't many, but there are a couple and the couple that we have will be well supported by this software. So we'll get there, but we do have, we're, it's just learning it now. So we'll be sure to come back and check base again, like in this segment of each week's podcast of where we are with these different products that we are using these different applications and how they're going, if, we're, if the value is there and how user-friendly they are and any of the nitty gritty details that we find out along the way. Yes. And Tracy, do you want to update on the LLC stuff where we are on all that? Sure. So we applied for our LLC and that all came back over last week. So we are an official LLC in the state of North Carolina. Good for us. Rain took care of that, but it did seem to be a pretty easy process. We were not ready to finish and execute our operational agreement, mostly because I was on vacation, but I have a given myself and promised Rain a deadline that I'll have that done by tomorrow, my side of it, so we can review it together. So the operational agreement will just be something that we store in house. And I think we have agreed to have it notarized. So it is an Mm -hmm. official document and we just each have a copy of that. That way, if there is ever any issues that need to be resolved, we have pre-thought it out as much as possible and we have a a user agreement, operational agreement to, to work off of. Then we needed to get our EIN. So we did that. When you apply for an EIN as an LLC, it wants to default you to a partnership if you're more than one person, if Correct. you're a multi-party. So if you select LLC, when you're, if you're doing the EIN process with the IRS, this is the, the online form that you fill out and you, it'll ask how many people are in the LLC. And I only put two, so I'm assuming if you put two or more in that field, it wants to label you as a partnership. And then it wants to list the primary contact information who you listed as a primary contact on the LLC. So we filled that out. It spit back out our EIN number. So we have that. And the next step is then to take that EIN number over to the bank and be able to open up our business bank accounts. We already have a bank account, but we're going to transfer that everything over to a business bank account. And that will be done tomorrow. What else am I missing? The tax ID stuff. The NC tax ID. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So I called the EDPNC 
yesterday and I got a voice recording that said they were in a meeting and I was supposed to leave a very detailed message about what I wanted and they would call me back. They asked for the email address too. I noticed right before we started this meeting, I was in our, our email account and I saw that there was an email sitting there, but I have not read it yet. I did notice that it said that in North Carolina, you don't have to have a business license requirement or something, which was one of the questions we had about, did we have to have a, a license to sell these products online? It looks like the answer to that is no, I'll, I will reread it and I'm sure you will reread it too. But I didn't see anything, I didn't read enough to know what it told us about the tax. Other than I, I'm sure we have to do on that, but I don't know what any of that entails yet. And then I had put the a question, I'm in a group um, on Facebook that is mostly Amazon sellers. But I figured it was a great place to ask the question of do you need a online seller's license in the state of North Carolina? And the general consensus there was, no, you do not. We did want to hear it officially as well from mm -hmm. the, the state department or the EDPNC. And then I guess we'll find out from there through, from the North Carolina Department of Revenue about the North Carolina tax ID. Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll have an update on that for next week when we read our email. So all of this fun stuff, so like, this is not fun. This is boring but it's necessary. And the reason why it's necessary, and this is Ray and I've gone back and forth, there's not like a right or wrong answer to some of these things. Some mm -hmm. of them, if you're legally starting a business, then there is definitely a right way to do it. We really want to build a business. And if that is the goal, then why wouldn't we take this necessary steps on the front end, do the boring work, do the dirty work, get it over with, and then be be ready to launch into what we're really going after. So I really want to encourage those of you listening to do the same. Build a platform that can support the business that you're building. Right, so they, because we want it to be we want it to be big and robust and vibrant. And so I'd rather learn my lessons with a tax man this year when we're a smaller profit than four or five years from now after we've been operating and then we have to go in and explain what we've been doing and why we haven't been doing it his way. Exactly. We're excited about paying taxes because that means we're making <laughs> money. <laughs> yes. That's true. Okay. So one of the other things that we're working on this week is uh, we are working on setting up our PayPal account and that uh, was on hold for a little while because we did need some of these other tax identification pieces for that. So we can have that all set up and then of course have it connect go ahead and connect it with our business uh bank account as well so that's why that's been on hold for a little while but that is on the agenda coming up we briefly talked about doing a, a p.o box i think we're going to revisit that at a later date we also briefly mentioned if we would might need a safe deposit box which i asked at the bank that rain and i are using and it's very affordable like a small box is like 55 dollars a year so it's very affordable. You'd have to fold a document in order for it to fit in the box, which is fine. It would fit like a letter envelope. However, she brought up a very important point because I, I felt like she definitely wasn't trying to sell me a safe deposit box. And she said this, she goes, mm -hmm. here's the deal. In these kind of weather related catastrophic events that we do like to have here on the East Coast, she's like, where you might need to evacuate or things like that we're closed and you can't get to it anyway so her recommendation for our purposes she goes i really feel like you're just as covered by having your documentation at home in a fire safe box Raina, i haven't even talked about that 
but that's based on that recommendation and you can we can probably pick up a fire box for just as much as we can the year paying for the safe deposit box and then in that event too our spouses or whoever we deem can get into that box in our operating agreement should one of us could not get into it then it's available for them to be able to get into if it's at the bank they would have to be on that they would have to be on the list of people to be able to get into that safe deposit box gotcha so i would i so all of that makes total sense to me i would just say and maybe if anybody is listening to this and has an idea we are certainly open to it one of the things that we were talking about is if we were in a if we were legitimately in a disagreement it needed to be somewhere that was mutually accessible and controlled in some capacity whereas if we just had a firebox there's some there's an opportunity for things to get out of sync that way or just one person has it and the other person doesn't although we are still backing everything up on the cloud as much as we can too so it's definitely something to think about yes and i just bring that for informational purposes yeah, no, I think I appreciate you asking her and I, you know what, I hadn't even considered, yeah, hurricanes and whatnot. Yeah, I can't remember. She, I think she said they were closed eight days, nine days during Hurricane mm-hmm. Florence, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's nights and weekends and that kind of stuff that they're just closed anyway. That's very true. And um, if we're going to fight, I want to fight at night. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to go to bed angry. As long as as we don't go to bed angry. (laughs) There you go. The other thing we briefly discussed is a management system for our passwords. So as you can imagine, after opening numerous accounts, so you've heard us talking about all these different accounts that we've started, being able to manage passwords and and not just that but then the access like how do you access these different things what's the url to get there and based on experience of managing multiple uh, accounts for clients from the social media and emails and all that sort of thing i really am not one who easily keeps passwords tucked away in my brain because there's so many of them that float around my workspace and so it's just it's to me, it, it just makes sense. And so I think we are on the same page of that, of needing create, yes. to create some documentation around accounts that are created, who has, whose name is associated with that account. We are using our, the what if project email on all of them. However, there are certain things that I've signed up for or Rain has signed up. So it might have our, our you know, different names on it. So we're going to get all that streamlined. Maybe we'll come up with some cool a spreadsheet we could share at some point in time. The other thing we talked about was also same thing, spreadsheet, but tracking the money that's being spent just so we have it in one location. Now, eventually we'll be able to, to grab our bank records. But I just even think having that in a spreadsheet as just some housekeeping sort of things will be a nice thing to see and then be able to know at a glance, these are this is how much money it is or was, this is when it renews, if it's set on some kind of auto renew, whether it's been paid for the whole month or, I'm sorry, the whole year, or if it's a monthly reoccurring fee. And just so at a glance, everything's on one sheet of paper or in one piece of document. And then lastly, and Raina talked, I think, a little bit early about analytics and seeing analytics. One of the things that's really important to me moving forward is that we come up with a system of reporting. So again, that's part of what I do in my professional life. I run reports on different people's accounts for different, whether it's email marketing or social media marketing. And then that way you can see how you're performing month over month. And so by 
uh, December 1st, we will have had enough analytics that we can actually go ahead and pull those analytics and then save them in a piece of documentation that we can refer to later on. And then we can do some comparative analysis later on. It just gives us a benchmark and a report to file away for later. And I think that will be important as we share a year from now, we can look back and, and see this is where we were a year ago in November of 2021, just starting out versus where we are November 2022. I think it's a great idea, Tracy, and you did say that. Just listening to it again, I would say we probably need to put on our super short list of things to do. We probably need to put like what it is we want to report, how many unique podcast listeners or how many pieces of content we have and what kind because we're gonna have to really like create those categories for ourselves i i haven't looked you did ask me to and i have not looked into captivate to see if there's like just a report that we can print i feel like there's got to be but i don't know until i actually put my eyes on it but maybe we need to really sit down and think about what is it that we want to track or to start tracking so that we can go ahead and be intentional about that right away Absolutely. And, and and if all else fails, we can just grab screenshots if there's not a downloadable version of our, our way of exporting that information. That was my kid knocking on the door, even though she knows she's not supposed to be doing that. Okay, I think that was all of the tech and the business updates. So do we want to move on and talk about our variable, which is our product? I just want to say that was a lot to talk about. And that's what we have done in a week. Yeah, I feel like we Why should take a moment and just revel in that. I feel like we need some kind of music or something. What we really need is a great 1990s like hip hop song. Maybe we'll have to see if there's something floating around like in the what's it called when there's no like copyright on it anymore? Like you can get artwork. Yeah, royalty books. free. It does it count if we sing it? I don't, do a little well, naughty, naughty by nature. I feel like it wouldn't count because I don't know that we would sing it well enough for it to be recognizable, <laughs> but who knows? All right, Tracy, talk to us about our variable. Okay, so our variable in this experiment uh, is the, the project that we are currently working on to create the passive income. So all the other pieces of the experiment are the baseline things that are running underneath to support what we're actually doing, which is the passive income. So this project that we're currently looking on, the variable as of today, is building printables that will be for sale on Etsy. So the platform we have chosen is Etsy. So we have been working hard the entire month of November to create printable products. And we told you a little bit last time about the Facebook group that we were running, a Facebook challenge group, because we had challenged ourselves to each create 30 pieces of content for the Etsy shop. And our first goal was to create Thanksgiving game printables, which has been so much fun. So mm -hmm. Rain and I worked on this together, but independently. So we each had an idea of what we wanted to do. We just quickly ran them by each other. Then we each worked on how we would like brand those printables. We 
wanted to use our own fonts from the what if project it just made it easy let's just use the fonts we're already using but of course we wanted to use fun thanksgiving colors we dove in we got those knocked out i was really super impressed with that process we each did different games and then on saturday what we did is we came to the table we came back together in person we each had printed all of them out and then put them side by side to give them a comparison and a look over and to make sure that they looked right. So we did make a notes for some edits to just to get them all to sync really well together. And then we handed over, I handed mine to Rain and Rain handed hers to me and for edit. And so we, we have those for each other right now. I believe everything's been edited. I know I, I've edited hers or proofread it and she has mine. So we'll go back and do those edits and then those products are ready to go on to Etsy. We ended up with 11 games. Mm -hmm. So 11 pieces. And these are things that you could print out, you could purchase the, the download, and then print out at home, and then be able to have at the Thanksgiving table or pre Thanksgiving dinner, post Thanksgiving dinner, there are games that are suitable for children and adults there's games that are suitable for like single singular player if you're just trying to keep the kids or teenagers active or things that you wanted to do together as a group so we did also make the decision once we laid everything out together side by side that we would package them into three different packages you could get all 11 downloads that would be one package you could get a single player package and i believe what we said that would have four I think that's four. Yes. Think, yes. Four. So it would have four games or you could do the multiplayer pack and that would have four games as well. So you could get four in one, four different ones in the other or all 11 for one price. So those will be ready to go up on Etsy. The thing that we're obviously missing is the actual Etsy store. So we need to get that built. And we were just waiting on a few other pieces to come into alignment and get completed first. I, I feel like by tomorrow afternoon, we will probably be ready to pull the trigger on that. So definitely by the end of the week, we should have the Etsy store um, open. Yay. We will have the account open. <laughs> it's super That's exciting. Awesome. And we will be, uh, so we'll report back on that next week as part of uh, the experiment. But what we have to do also, if you're not familiar with Etsy, is we do have to build some artwork that's actually the photos that you see in the Etsy shop. So I'm guessing if you are listening to this, you have at some point in your life been on Etsy and you, you don't just, it's not just if it's a printable, which I've, I don't think I've ever bought a printable off of Etsy, but that's because I design as part of what I do. But even if you looked at a ring or something, there's going to be four or five pictures of that product for you to scroll through. So those are the images that we're talking about. So we'll actually have to take a, a PNG file of our individual printable products and then upload them back into Canva onto some kind of flat lay background. And so that is the like the display image that will be displayed in Etsy. And then we will be we will need to write uh, descriptions for each one and try to get that as optimized as possible along with the title and make sure we go through and, and have things, some of those disclaimers. And we've done some research and Rain has actually watched quite a few 
different videos on Etsy. I have as well, not as many as her. And I have looked at other people's accounts just to see what some of those running themes are. For example, there's some accounts where they actually have a little checkbox that you actually have to check that you understand that this is a digital download product. You're not actually going to receive anything in the mail, but most every either they have the checkbox or there it, that a disclaimer is in there somewhere. So obviously sometimes people think that they're getting they're going to be getting this product in the mail and no, you're just getting the digital download file or the digital file. That's what you're buying. Gotcha. So that is it as far as the printables for Thanksgiving in a nutshell. We, like I said, we've moved past that. So now we were working on a different scope of printable projects that we had come up with. And that was the, our words of the year. So words of the year, I don't feel like I said that very clearly. And the idea of that is right around the first of the year when people are creating their New Year's resolutions and really being an intentional and focusing on new things for the new year is a lot of times people will pick a word. And so we thought that would be something easy for us to develop as far as some content that we could put up as printables on, on in our Etsy shop that people would be really interested in. So we've been working on that content as well, these words and uh, a little mini workbook to go with them and then some other fun printables to go along with the words and then we decided we last night we were talking <laughs> and if we were going to put up these now we know we have 11 thanksgiving pieces of content but we're only packaging them as three products so the way that they'll be product they will be packaged is just as three pieces of things for sale so that is not going to fill out our Etsy shop very well. And we really wanted to have it a little bit more robust. So we just decided we would take one of our words of the year printables that we had done and just transform that into a cute printable, but with more like Christmas wall decor. So something really simple. If you want to see what that looks like, you're going to have to go to our Etsy shop to find out. I'm not keeping it a secret, but I could explain to it, you, mm -hmm. but it's just going to be easier for you to go there and look at it when it's finished. Um, so when you see it, you'll know it. There'll be Christmassy words as a printable piece of wall art. So we're working through that right now. So that was fun last night. We each picked a few words and we, I think Rain actually has hers all done. I was going to do it last night, but I fell asleep on the couch instead. So I was sorry. I, I did mine. I really feel like at some point I'm going to get a phone call from like the Candy Crush software developers because I think they're going to notice that I have given up my, my Candy Crush time to work on this stuff. But honestly, it was so fun. So like after we talked about it and then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it. And then I don't know if you've been in there today or not, but I was playing around and got some of the other stuff that we were talking about done while I was in there too. So you'll have to go check it awesome. out. Awesome. And when she means there, she means in their Canva account because we share access to our Canva account so we can see what each other are working on. Yes, thank which you. Is, which is really fun. So the next thing we'll be working on for the printables is getting all of that uploaded in Etsy, like I already said. So the Thanksgiving plus some of these Christmassy word wall decor uh, printables. And then we'll transition I think the plan is over to our Christmas games because that's the next thing we'll want to get out. And then at the same time in the same kind of scope, then continue back working on our words of the year. So we're looking at timeframes where today is November the 16th. So we're just working with the time and the space that we have, but then not throt throttling back either. So we're gonna keep moving forward and trying to get these things released out in a timely manner that makes sense seasonally. It just, it works for us for now, but I think if we were 
maybe in a, a different space, we might have more conversations about evergreen, but because there are so many sales made that are related to holiday related items, we just really wanted to try to capture some of that. That's a good point. And it's fun. And so that was the other thing. So not just because it's not just about making money, because we already established if it was just about that and we weren't having fun, we probably wouldn't do it because we can make money at our nine to five job. Right. So it, it's fun. And it's been so much fun testing these out with our kids and asking our kids input. Rain's girls have even done some of the games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I did Rain's, so Rain has a, had a crossword puzzle that I need to talk to her about because there was one word in particular that I literally struggled for probably 30 minutes to find. So when I finally found it, I put a little like mad face beside it because I was like, <laughs> you stupid stuffing. It was stuffing was the, I think the word that I struggled with finding. But that's funny. So I did that one and she did a Mad Libs and I did the, I filled that out as well. And Ellie, I'm going to have my daughter do it tomorrow as part of her school because it goes over like adjectives and nouns. And I was like, this is great. This is cool for tomorrow. So super fun. It's bright. It's colorful. It's things we would love to do with our family and friends anyway. We always play games at our family stuff. I'm excited that I'll be able to contribute in such a phenomenal way this year because I am I once we get it on I'm gonna buy I'm gonna shop in our store my daughter's asking me because she was like we'll just take these with us and I was like nope we have to buy them and she was like we have to buy this stuff that you printed <laughs> off that you made and I was like yes you do you have to buy it she's not convinced that's the best strategy but she'll get over it that's awesome I was going to say too, Tracy, I just want to say one thing. You were talking earlier and you circled back to it, but you did, you made the comment offhanded and you said something about, we chose the words because we thought that they would be really easy to do. And I want to say, but it wasn't only that, because then you also made a point to say, if it was just about making money, we wouldn't be doing it. We're trying to do things that are fun and enjoyable to us, but we're also trying to do things that we feel like are valuable and, and are authentic, right? We're trying yes. to make sure that we stay committed to our, our value system and our overall vision of how we want to do it and why we want to do it. And yes, these word printables were quote unquote easy for us to do because they were relatively quick and they were something that we were interested in anyway, but they also met those standards. So it wasn't just about filling out the store with something that was easy and fast. It was about filling out the store with things that were easy and fast, but also passed what we call our scratch and sniff test. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought up the scratch and sniff test. And if you don't know what that is, you need to go listen to episode one. But we, Rain is absolutely right. And when I say easy, maybe I should reformat that word and use a different word. We found a project that would work within the scope of time and space available for us for mm -hmm. this season. So easy and easy might not be the right word at all. And I shouldn't have used that. And it's relative is it, easy is a relative word, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, it, it's, because it, it, honestly, it, it hasn't been easy. <laughs> like, I yes. was on vacation and it was not easy and I did not get my goals met, but I'm working back, working forward and backtracking and trying to cover some lost ground, which is fine. But, but yes, and that, that scratch and sniff test, we've, we've also referred to it to as our litmus test. If we didn't believe that these things were building value, then we wouldn't be doing them. And so we recognize it as value in our own lives, like the games, because that's something we can engage with our own families with and have mm -hmm. a good time with and mm -hmm. want to see other families doing the exact same thing. 
or community groups or school groups, whatever, who might use this. And then like the words of the year, that's, I had my own word of the year last year. So obviously that has personal value to me. I actually had several words of the year that I tried to focus on throughout uh, the beginning of the year. And some of them stuck and some of them haven't. That's that does bring value. And I believe that can bring encouragement and value to other people as well. So I'm so glad that you said that. I think one of the things that I've been trying to pay attention to is if you and I both, we get into like production mode and we're just go, 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 go. And I have been, I've been trying to be really careful about reminding myself why we're doing it, stay focused on the fact that it is supposed to be fun creatively. It is supposed to be motivational. It is supposed to be adding value. It is supposed to be, it is supposed to be supporting the things that like you just said that are important to us. And so I think sometimes when we're just rattling off the details of what we're doing, it almost sounds like we're just doing it. But part of what Tracy and I are really committed to is this, this system of building good in the world we, we want to make the world a happier better more more enjoyable place and so those are the things that we want to stay committed to during our creative projects which i think leads really nicely so if we're looking at our lab notes i would say that the next section is the discussion section which is actually the like analysis and concept review which i think is a perfect place for this and maybe this mm -hmm. will just naturally be part of the conversation this week is have we done the scratch and sniff test? And how's it smell? <laughs> like, I like it. How's Smelling. it smell? How's that oh, smelling? So I have to tell you this. So my sister and I shared a sticker book growing up. And, and I, I really hope those of you listening know what I mean by a sticker book. Man, I love that thing. And it's, a, it's around somewhere. Maybe between. You have people. it? I think that Jennifer or I have it. It's, it is around somewhere. And I really would like to get my hands on it. And there was a sticker. I have no idea where we came by it probably sometime in the 80s and it was a dill pickle <laughs> and i i can still to this day i can smell that dill pickle like i can literally <laughs> i can hear the scratching of the paper like we're gonna get some paper so i can hear that and and i can smell that dill pickle smell and <laughs> it's so fun i we loved that stupid dill pickle it smelled so good so I just, and this is, this is the fun part where we get to swap stories. I want you guys to tell us your stories too. Tell us what you're scratching and sniffing and how, how does it smell? Um, That's, oh gosh, Tracy. That don't, be really dirty, that don't be dirty though. Don't be dirty. Don't yeah. maybe block you. Don't maybe block you. <laughs> But yeah, that's, this should just be something we just build into our weekly seg a segment we built in and, and to say, have we done a good job of staying true to these temp polls that we've set up to our scratch and sniff test. How are we doing? And then be able to weed anything out and just be have an honest conversation about it. One of the things that we did agree that we did not want to do in any of this product creation or even in setting up any of the technical stuff, Rain has a different word for it and I'm not coming up for it right now, but basically like we don't need to cut corners. Don't sell yourself short. Don't cut the corners. So just do it, do the work. And if you can't get to it that day, break it into two pieces, but do the work. Like it might be really easy for me just to do something that I think is really simple, but did I really do as good a job as I could have done with that printable or whatever? And instead like, do a good job, do a robust job of it, do it to the best of your ability and come back with a product that you're, you're proud of even if it's simple in nature, but do it to the best of your ability. 
what is the word that you use for that? You have a different ex uh, expression for that. I, I don't know. I was just trying to sit here and think of what it was that I might say, because it sounds like it would be a good word, whatever it was. I you know, don't like, know. It's like far, not farming. Phone it, it in. Phone it in. Yes. yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I do say that. I don't want, I don't want to phone it in because you and I both can do that especially with some of the stuff that we're doing now and i think you can see it i think that's the thing when i look at these people who are just cranking out this content or they're like you can create this digital product in five minutes yeah you know what you can you can and you can even create good nice digital products in five minutes but i don't think you can create truly unique ones i don't think you can i don't think you can establish a digital content library full of things that really speak to people if you're just phoning it in. I mean, sometimes you can. There's going to be stuff where we're just sort of replicating a template and that's okay. That is okay because we've done something and we've designed it and we like it and so we want to perpetuate it in several different ways. But I don't think you can, I don't think we can build the kind of business that we want to build by taking the easy way. No, absolutely. And, and there is so much content already floating around out there, but there's not our content. And I know even looking at the Thanksgiving printables, um, we, to we totally looked at other shops for inspiration, mm -hmm. uh, but I can honestly say that every single one of our pieces are unique. We did not copy and paste anybody's exact like replica, like that did not happen. And I would not encourage anybody to do that either. Are there similarities? Yes. Are there other games out there that are like the same game? Yes, there are other this or that out there, but are they going to be exactly the same as the ones that are going to be in the What If Project shop? Like, no, they're not. And hopefully the same for all of the other content that we create. So we want to make sure we honor that as well. And yes. we have really good ideas. Like we have really good ideas, especially when our, we put our heads together. And I'm sure everybody listening, like we you do. have your own good ideas too. And yeah, so I'm excited about moving into like the Christmas space and the Christmas spirit. I think that we have hit all of our like main points. We did the summary already in our next steps. Lastly would be like the resource list and that will be included in the show notes, which I do want to say that in our last episode, I made the comment of, we'll put all this, these show notes together for you and we will list these resources. And then <laughs> Rain's like, yeah, Tracy. And then like, <laughs> and you left and went on vacation and you left me holding the bag. I know, so, we was, was me and the mouse in my pocket. But so thank you so much, Rain, for putting together all the show notes on episode one. And she did do a fabulous job. She marked the uh, timestamps on there. So if you just wanted to fast forward to the section that you wanted to listen to, which was amazing, and then listed the resources. At that time, we did not, at the recording of that, we did not have any kind of affiliate links. And this is something we, we didn't even talk about today. So in the process of starting the our Descript account, we realized there was some affiliate that were available to us, affiliate yep. programs through Captivate and Descript. So we went mm -hmm. ahead and signed up for both of those. And then Arraine updated the show notes because we'd put a link for both of those in there. So now both of those links, which it does say, this is an affiliate link. And so if you need to sign up for an account and you want to use our affiliate link, that would be awesome. It's not required, mm -hmm. but it would be super awesome if you wanted to. And we'll, we will continue to stay true. If there's ever an affiliate link, we will fully disclose. If you click on this as an affiliate link. So that's what that is if you see it yep and i think that's 
that that brings us to the bottom of our lab notes for this <laughs> week's experience experiments wow that was a lot i'm impressed that was a, a whole lot of stuffs before we leave today i just want to again leave everybody with and i'm actually like looking around my desk which is a hot mess i, I think <laughs> we're going to start selling tickets for the hot mess mess express we say that again we're going to start selling tickets for the hot mess express and we're going to sell like annual passes so if you need your annual pass for the hot mess express just let us know we'll send you one <laughs> we'll send you a digital I love it. I'm, file <laughs> i'm writing that down because my desk is a hot mess it needs some serious attention but i'm literally looking around at some of like the motivational words and encouragement that are sitting around and the one that catch catches my eyes this little cute ray dunn placard kind of thing and on the front side it just says anything is possible and I think one of the things that Rain and I just definitely want to do is close out each and every episode with something super positive and encouraging that if you don't leave with anything else, leave with this one little thing. So maybe today we can just let that be anything is possible. You have a unique skill set. You have unique experience and life that you can take and combine that with your unique passions and create something amazing out of that and and your something amazing is not going to look like somebody else's something amazing because your goals and your whys are going to be totally different but we're here to encourage you and whatever that may be definitely thank you tracy you're totally right i love it anything is possible anything is possible including jack jack was paralyzed at one point in his life and didn't bark for over three months. And as you can tell, he loves to bark. It's his favorite thing to do. Um, so yeah, see, anything is possible. Anything is possible. He's the wonder dog. He's the wonder dog. All right, are we ready to wrap up these lab notes? Yes, we are ready to wrap them up. All right, so that's a wrap. That's a wrap.